Welcome to Fresh Takes on the Future of Work. We are focused on fresh perspectives from business and HR leaders about the future of work. Fresh is an acronym for freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness. Values core to operating in the future of work. We'll tie back to these while exploring interesting stories and actionable ideas. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jess Pagoni, co-founder and CEO of Luna. Luna is the only comprehensive solution for flexible work arrangements. Through our intelligent software and expert consulting, we focus on where and how people work, how people learn and grow and benefit and perk utilization. We are doing things a little differently today in this podcast. It is Thanksgiving week here in the U.S., and I'm joined by my co-founder, Aaron Kamholtz, and we're going to focus on gratitude. We're just going to have a little chat, talk about how grateful we are for a number of different things, all with that fresh perspective in mind. So, Aaron, thank you for joining us, joining me. Yeah. Thanks for having me back again. I know, second time. You're the, the only person that has been on the podcast two times, I'm except for me. To be of the course. first. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I was reflecting on having this conversation today. And one thing that came to mind was, um, and, and I need to tell a little story maybe to get there, is so my, my husband makes the coffee in the house. Brian is the person who puts all the coffee into the coffee maker and makes it. It is it is one thing in the world I have no success at ever making. So it is his his responsibility. He gets it ready at night so I can just press the the button in the morning. And when I arrive at the coffee machine every morning, there are two post-it notes sitting on the the machine. And what Brian does is he finds a joke um, and the kind of first part of the joke is on the top post-it note, and then the punchline is on the the second post-it note. So this this has become this great um, morning ritual that I am grateful for. It just puts a smile on my face every morning. I laugh at whatever joke he has put there um, and gets my day started right along with my coffee. The joke from today was, how do you cut an ocean in half? Do you know the, the punchline? I don't think so. No, you don't know it? Okay. So the, the punchline is use a seesaw. Oh, that's good. It's good, right? Right? Gives you yeah. a little smile. So I liked it for a lot of reasons. One, it made me laugh, made me smile. Um, it also reminded me that sometimes when we're you're running a mile a minute trying to accomplish big things in the business world, it feels like you're trying to boil the ocean or cut the ocean in half. So I was like, next time I'm, I have that mountain in front of me or ocean in front of me, I'm going to think about the seesaw and how much joy that actually brings. And sometimes it does feel like a seesaw or a roller coaster, uh, but at the same time, it's fun and uh, it, it is made more fun by the people that really surround us every day. I think, Aaron, we're really fortunate to have great customers and a great team and great partners, all, all things we can talk through today. But I wanted to kind of set the tone of gratitude with the seesaw joke for the ocean, because I think it's a good one right now when a lot can feel overwhelming at the end of the year. Yeah, I actually saw 
a good joke recently. Um, I've only used it on text message, but I wonder if if Brian would enjoy this one. So what is Harry Potter's favorite way of getting down a hill? Pause. I don't know. So you say walking, JK rolling. <laughs> oh, that's really good. I, I, yeah. I, I'm going to have to pass that one along and hopefully it'll, it'll pop up onto the coffee maker at one point in the future as well. It works good with an intentional pause in between while the person's a little confused um, <laughs> yes. and thinking maybe a little bit more deeply than intended. You know, one thing that is kind of nice about it as it relates to, you know, real life, I suppose, and especially for us in building Luna is that sometimes there's a question, there's an answer and you might not get it. It might not be the answer you're expecting. You're still a little bit confused and then clarity comes later. And yeah being able to take those steps and be comfortable with it. Um, and still at the end, you come out of it all right, right? It's not, if I had just left you at walking, you'd be like, I don't, you know, that's an answer, but it's not good enough for me. What was that all about? Yes. Yeah, yeah, left hanging. Um, and so I think also kind of the gratitude to let us take our time with some things and figure things out and, and get advice maybe repeatedly from the same person on the same issue as thinking evolves and answers evolve. Um, is, has really been quite nice. Yeah. Um, way to go deep right from the beginning, Aaron. I mean, like we're really cutting into it. Okay. All right. I, so I'm going to piggyback on that and share that, you know, one of our mission as a company and, and for, for those listening, we talk a lot about fresh takes and this acronym of freedom. What you might not know is that that acronym fresh is actually the Luna core values. So those are, are our core values as a company, but we think they have like broad applicability to the future of work. And all of, all of that really ladders up to our purpose, which is to create a world where work is designed for life. And I think one thing we've learned this year, Aaron, and it was a hypothesis, but we've proven it to be true, is that where some people may prefer the standard of something in almost all circumstances, people who prefer something slightly different or modified. And, and those even those small modifications can make a big difference in their own life, in the way that they feel supported in work and life. And so while it might not be like, you know, some people prefer to work from say 10 to seven every day. And, and personally, I can't really comprehend that because I'm up at five. I'd rather work from, you know, five to three every day. But um, I, I understand that other people want and need different things. And, I, and, and sometimes that's not always obvious on the surface. And so I think what you're saying is, is true with what we see all the time that People have unique needs and the companies that can meet them there or the, the leaders that can meet those employees there are, are really visionary at this point. They're the ones that are, that are going to make some big differences in the way that employer-employee relationship works. Yeah, definitely one thing I think we've all learned really over the past year and a half, I guess, is that there isn't a single person who doesn't have something behind what you see visibly with them, right? There's some other issue to take care of. There's something else going on in their life that is outside of work, maybe outside of even your personal relationship with that individual, but you don't know what it is. And for everybody, I would say, 
being able to let them bring their authentic self with all of their boundaries and concerns and kind of allowing the empathy to give them the freedom to do what they need to do it has just become so important for everybody right? yeah yeah totally um i'm gonna put you on the spot i i, I promise I, I didn't i didn't tip him off on this one uh to anyone listening you did not. i'm nervous so, now yes i'm making you nervous what is one piece of data you being our resident data guru people analytics expert what's one piece of data that you are grateful for this year wow um yeah you know i think so great question um and I, this is data in um, maybe not the numeric sense, but I have seen from the communities, professional communities that I'm a part of, that the interest in the past year for people to leverage information about people is growing. And I think people are realizing that, um, companies are realizing that the more they know about their employees, their customers, their stakeholders, whomever, um, the better the decisions that they can make. And I think a lot of that just comes from recognizing both the gap of the current state with using that information, but also the opportunity that exists if they do it well. Um, and so it's sort of, yeah. you know, we, we had seen this pick up um, a little bit over the past five years, 10 years, um, but with COVID, it's just gone up exponentially. Um, and I think a lot of that is from recognizing how much better and how much more informed we can be. Um, and when we be become more informed, become more enlightened, we can improve outcomes for everyone. I'm not the data guru. That is definitely your camp for sure. But in, in my own interpretation of that, it's about the listening that employers can do from their team and, and customers, you know, all the stakeholders, as you mentioned listening and then taking action to demonstrate that you are listening. It's really that taking action and that follow on step that is the real value, right? Just to ask people, you know, I will admit that some companies are still not doing a great job just asking people and listening and they're working on that. And there's a lot of progress and a lot of wonderful um, partners and kind of best practices out there. But once you do that and you collect the data, you don't want it to go to waste, right? Because then it's not valuable. And so it's that follow on, that deeper dive, the second click type of analysis, and then translating that into the action. Um, and of course, measuring the impact of that so you can do it all over again um, and keep improving. That's really where the value comes into play. And gets us closer to, I, I, I think what everyone now recognizes is required that work needs to be more human. We need mm -hmm. to address the fact that People are not robots and uh, have different needs and flexibility means something different to each person and it changes over time. I feel like I say that 30 times a week, if not more, uh, but it's true that that evolution and you know, I saw it in my life. I know, Aaron, you've experienced the same. It's where our name yeah. comes from, the concept mm -hmm. of the phases of the moon and that extra L being for life. Like we're going through these different phases and we change. So we need to be able to evolve our work arrangements to accommodate and to make it all work well so we can do great things at work and and also live full lives. Yeah, I, I definitely you know, I think that's one thing kind of that sets us apart as a company even is that, and you can keep me honest here, but I think when 
you know, you were first thinking about Luna and what, how you wanted to help improve people's lives, the culture of the company and what you wanted that to look like was maybe more developed even than the company idea and product. And mm -hmm. just from speaking with other people, whether they're also at a startup or a company or independent, whatever the case may be, I've heard a lot of very surprised, encouraged, optimistic things from people who uh, love how committed we have been to our own culture. So I think for a lot of startups, they're so focused on the product and building as we are, but we have always had this really strong culture vision in place that we've stuck to. And I think that's the other important part here is we haven't wavered on fresh, right? We haven't wavered on what those words mean. We're committed to it. We were yesterday, we are today and we are tomorrow. Yeah, um, And I think it, it's so easy for a lot of companies, both small and large, to consistently be looking back at it and thinking if it's appropriate, they want to keep it. Um, and I think for us, it's been this sort of shining light that's always been there. When we talk to people about our mission and the company and our philosophy, it feels great to be able to lean back on the culture that we have created. You know how much I love culture. And I think to me, and you you know this, but culture is the foundation for everything. It starts there. So if you don't have a solid footing, if you don't have a really clear framework in mind for how your culture is going to help you achieve your business strategy, then I highly recommend getting one into place or call me. I will help you figure it out. It's my one of my favorite things to, to think through. And it's not necessarily the, always the instinct, as you mentioned. I, I liken it to, to skiing, for those of you out there that ski. If you are going down the hill and you want to slow down, your instinct is to lean back, which is to kind of pull back from the slope. And that will do, in fact, the opposite of what you, that will make you go faster and get you more out of control. So if you lean into it and lean into the hill, you you actually will get more control of your your skis and, and be able to steer more effectively. So culture is very similar. Like when things are rough or hard, or you feel like you're um, in a grind, your tendency is to meet like, you know, not, not focus as much on what feels fluffy, uh, but the opposite actually is, is what works when you lean into that and say, okay, what are our values? Our values are freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness. We're going to make decisions to support those values. And then good things will come from that. They will help us to achieve the strategy. So I, I am grateful for culture in general. Company cultures, I think, are fascinating. And every company has one, whether they manage it or not. It is uh, certainly something that's going to set companies apart in the future that are you know, thinking about the future of work in a way that's built upon values and purpose. I've never skied, so thank you for that tip. I will try to keep it in mind. <laughs> I'm going to get there. you. I'm going to get you out on the the slopes one of these days. That's that's now <laughs> that's now my goal for 2022. I'm going to get you skiing. Totally possible. <laughs> Love it. So, Aaron, we you know we're a couple of days away from Thanksgiving which seems crazy. How is this year already coming to a close? Why don't you share, what's one thing? It could be personal, it could be professional. What's one thing that you're really thankful for, grateful for? Yeah, you know, I think kind of looking back to last year, even before this time, you know, there have been a handful of folks who I have leaned on for 
advice just to chat to share what's going on get thoughts and feedback and I am very grateful that you know they've stuck around and like continue to hear me out and <laughs> where were they gonna go things. well but they you know have their own tremendous ups and downs and things going on as well and you know, a friend asking all these questions or having weekly calls, whatever the case may be. They've got other priorities and other things. And one friend in particular has been, their family has been oscillating between moving far away to be closer to other family, like all through the pandemic. And there have been some pretty wild swings in the emotions with all of that, with things happening and not happening and starting and stopping. And I think that, you know, I'm grateful for the time that people have offered me because, <laughs> I always have questions. I always need to talk, right? And so I'm very grateful for the people who have consistently been there. For that, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. Yeah. I think what is important to note here is that you consistently show up for other people and what goes around comes around. So, so I think those same people likely are saying the same thing right now about you, that, that they're grateful for your insights and help and support and feedback along the way. Um, but I, I couldn't agree more that, that having those friendships, those relationships are, are all part of life. That's just part of the journey. You need, you need those supports around you. And, and when you feel like you don't have those supports, or if you're at a point where you're not sure where to turn, it can be really isolating and lonely. And, and so, Gratitude makes a lot of sense in, in that scenario. One thing, one thing that I, I was reflecting on was just how many incredible people I've had the opportunity to meet over the last two years. Incredible leaders from so many different types of businesses and perspectives and uh, ideologies and, and just the, the opportunity to hear what people are thinking and how they're approaching this new world and and how generous they are with offers to support our work with Luna, whether it's to become a customer or to you know give us some advice or connect us with other people or um, generally just to be a champion from the sidelines. I feel like all of that just makes me feel like people want to help other people. And at the end of the day, we've, we see so many negative things in the press, in the media about, you know, just like all these hot headlines that get us thinking that, that the world is maybe a pretty negative place. And, and I think from, from my chair, I, it, it feels pretty positive with the, the number of incredible, smart and generous people that are crossing through my zoom window <laughs> with regularity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's true. I mean, one, another word that keeps coming in my mind a bit is vulnerability, um, both in terms of, I think more people being able to express they need help with something, right? Whether it's us reaching out to an advisor or a customer to be really open and transparent about what we need, how we can get better. Um, yeah. Not pretending like we have everything figured out all the time. Um, and it can be hard to do both professionally and personally. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, I think it's really gratifying I guess when you're in that state and you're able to receive that type of, of feedback or comment whatever the case may be but um, it can certainly be hard to get there at times for sure I feel like the the 
the opportunity to just be vulnerable builds trust and those relationships. I feel like it makes it all like more worthwhile when you, when you can just be real with people and uh, make those genuine connections. Um, okay. So give me one more, one more thankful something, you know, maybe talk a little bit about what are you doing on Thanksgiving or who are you spending Thanksgiving with? And, um, and we'll get ready to kind of close this out. Yeah. So it's been quite an evolution as I'm sure it has been for most people with Thanksgivings the past couple of years. Um, and so typically we, we like to host and have maybe 12, 15 people. Um, last year though, just my immediate family, the three of us spent together um, out on Cape Cod, which was quite a change. We thought when again in our life, will we be able to get, you know, the smoked turkey fancy special from a restaurant and not have to do any cooking. Like if there's going to be a year, it was going to be last year. And yeah, so we did yeah. that. Um, so that was fun, but you know, it's just the three of us. So nothing too crazy this year. We're expanding a little bit, not back to our full size regular thing, but we'll have the grandparents on both sides um, for my son coming to our house for Thanksgiving. Um, and so we'll be cooking and hosting a bit smaller than normal, but it should be nice to have, that group back together after a couple of years. Awesome. Yes, yeah. we, my family and I, my, Brian, the, the before mentioned joke writer, um, and uh, my three kids and I will go to my aunt's house not too far away. Um, and we fry our turkeys. So we are, uh, it's always about the fried turkey at the end of the day. I love Thanksgiving. I love that fried turkey. Um, but, but when I really think about it, it's really, it's about the community around the fried turkey and kind of the process of getting to that, that, um, finished product that makes Thanksgiving so much fun and just thankful to be spending time with the, the ones we love. So, um, I appreciate Aaron, you humoring me with this, um, unscripted <laughs> hangout uh, to talk about what we're, we're thankful and grateful for. And for all those that are listening, thanks so much for your support. And we look forward to continuing the dialogues around fresh takes for the future of work and love your input uh, always. So never hesitate to reach out. You can find us at helloluna.com double L, double L. And uh, you can also um, find Aaron and I on LinkedIn. So don't hesitate to connect. With that, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And we will see you next time. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>